When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adam, you good? I'm good, brother. Up in the sky? Yeah, Adam, air traffic is oh. air traffic control cleared you for uh <laughs> Listen, right you now. You got clear airspace? It's a 405. Yeah, it's looking really good. A little bit of smog, but we're going to be okay. All right, let's get this going. Let's going to start the music. Welcome to the Hollywood Pipeline podcast. I'm Dax Holt. I'm Adam Glenn. What's up, Hollywood Pipeline podcast? I'm with Dax. What's up, Dax? And we have a very special guest in with us today, one of our good buddies, Johnny Bananas. Man, Dax, we're just going to add uh, reality television star hype man to your uh, <laughs> list of accolades here, buddy. It's a great intro. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, I mean, you guys all know Johnny Bananas. You've been on MTV. God, how many years? You did You did The Real World, right? The Real World. 2000 and, well, we filmed in 2005. It aired in 2006. 2006. And then oh. you've done basically every challenge show since then, yeah? yeah. Um, with the exception of three. So uh, there's been, since I started doing them, there's been 20 seasons. I've done 17 of the 20. Jesus. Yeah. 17 out of the 20 seasons. That's yeah. incredible. And the only reason I didn't do other three is because I didn't fit the format for some reason. I mean... How? Winner. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think... I, I don't know, man. The two fresh meats I didn't do, uh, and then the dual two I didn't do. Other than that... Oh, um, Battle of the Seasons. But that was more because we didn't have a, a team... But other, but other than those three, um, I've been the, uh, I've been the, the, you know, the, the main. You've been stay. a staple. As I said, you've been a yeah. staple on the show. Now you have your own show. Yeah. On NBC called First Look. Look, Ma, I'm, I'm finally growing up, Mom. I got a real job. <laughs> it's a real job. He's over for a real network, NBC. It's, it's a great show too. You got It's the best show for Johnny because all he does, I've watched the show. All Johnny does is have fun. He just goes out and does cool activities and does Johnny Banana stuff. So the it's, the whole like, premise of First Look is like you're going somewhere. You're is it just like places that haven't been covered, or what is it? It's it's so, so the way to the way that it took me a while to figure out the proper way to explain First Look to people. But essentially, the easiest way to describe it is it's a travel experiential show. Mm-hmm. So there's travel segments which are very straightforward. I I've been to France. Uh, we just did an episode south of France. Amazing. Uh, find it on YouTube at uh, firstlook.com. Our first look TV. Um, uh, we went to France, we went to Montreal, we went to Alaska. Um, we're going to Scotland um, next month and those are the travel episodes which, you know, we go, we 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 explore the the, you know, the region. We taste the wine, we eat the food, we mingle with locals. We just kind of get a, get a feel for where we're at. Then there's the experiential segments, the experiential portions, which is what Adam was referring to, which are themed episodes. So, for example, there's a fitness episode, and in that episode, I uh, pole dance. I, I, I took a pole dancing <laughs> which, class. Which, by in the Vegas. way. If you want a glimpse of it, go to his Instagram page. You'll see him in some very tight little shorts and yeah. some high heels spinning around on the pole. But he does have one of the best Instagram pages, by the way, I must say. Okay. Thanks, anyway, keep going. My, my, keep going. My stage name was Rosé, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, six-inch stilettos, tiny shorts. Uh, it was amazing. He didn't hold back. He, he went full throttle with it. He, looked, <laughs> he had good legs. He, he was very. He was actually good. He was. He was. You were a good pole dancer, Johnny. I would have gave you a dollar if I saw you. That's lie. it. Just one. Well, I would have gave you a lap Listen. dance. I would have give you a lap dance at half price, Adam. 
I would, I would, I would take that body. But it's like, <laughs> it's honestly, if you, it's like you're pretty much just hanging out with Johnny as he does these coolest things. When you do a show like this, you know, how big is the crew? When you do a show, when you go to France, how many people are you traveling with? About five, usually, and then we have a fixer on the ground. Um, you know, this last one we had, you know, we had to have translators. So we had two different translators. We had a driver, and then uh, um, who was a maniac, by the way. Uh, but he got us everywhere we needed to be. Um, and then, yeah, and then the crew. I mean, usually it consists of uh, three producers who, who sometimes also are shooters as well, uh, sound guy. Uh, a PA, and then you know a couple of uh, you know translators, fixers, that sort of thing. It's a it's a small crew, man, but small but small but mighty. Is it weird it's going? From, is it weird going from like a show where you're just living your life and cameras are following you to one where now you have to host, now you have to move along the dialogue and, and really kind of entertain yourself the entire time. Very, and and, and that's the thing. I've always w- with the challenge, even though I'm one of 32 cast members, and even though I. I mean, at this point, let's let's be real. I've pretty much become the face of the show, um, and I do think that I carry. I do a, like the modesty. I am. <laughs> I'm very humble. All right, humility has always been one of my best qualities. Um, that and uh, being able to be committed. Um, uh, but with with even though I really do feel like I shoulder a lot of the load when it comes to you know the challenge and 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 keeping the show, you know, um, interesting and keeping the storylines going. There's there is thirty other cast members that can you know that the, that the uh, the the show can be dispersed out mm-hmm. and 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 they can carry some of the the share of the load too. Whereas first look, it's one hundred percent on me every episode to bring it. You know what I mean? And if I'm not on and if and if I'm not doing a good job, then then, then the episode's going to suffer. So there's a lot more pressure on me every episode to you know get the the most out of it, especially because it's stuff I've never done before. Um, I mean, dude, they're like, today you're going to be sumo wrestling, a 600-pound sumo wrestler. Tomorrow you're going to be at a Jelly Belly factory making jelly beans. Then you're going to be a cannabis sommelier, and then you're going to go find Bigfoot. So, you know, every day I'm doing something completely different, completely out of the woodwork. Um, and, uh, again, it's, 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 it's all on me. And the transition from reality to hosting has been kind of a struggle as well because reality, I always say this, is – and on the challenge, it's all about – Sucking all the oxygen out of the room mm-hmm. being the, the the loudest most over-the-top most obnoxious person um, Every you know, you're only gonna get very short sound bites so You need to make them count whether it's in interviews or whether it's in conversations You have to be the one that's dominating the conversation. Everything's got to be tongue-in-cheek. Everything's got to be funny Everything's got to be aggressive with hosting. It's literally the exact opposite. It's listening and and, and sitting there and and not talking all the time and Everything doesn't have to be a, a, a joke, and it's more about making the other person the star and you kind of just pulling the most out of them. So that's been, you know, kind of a difficult transition for me, but I, but I think I'm doing it. <laughs> I was going to say, I think well, – they, they, go ahead, Adam. No, I was going to say because this show has been on for a while. They had – I remember Allie from The Bachelorette, The mm-hmm. Bachelor. She was on the show. Then they had Audrina as a host. Yep. Now they have Johnny as a host. Yeah. And it's, again, it's the perfect gig. And you have such great energy, Johnny. I'm, I'm kissing your ass a little bit. But you have good energy. How do you – I'm just curious. How do you keep your energy going, your enthusiasm going? Because that's – I feel like that's what kind of makes you Johnny Bananas, what makes you appealing and exciting. But is there anything that you do to keep that energy going? Uh, yeah. Um, Adderall is, is usually a pretty good <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> nah. Um, no, nah, man, you know what it is? I've just always been 
credit to my mom back in elementary school when when my teachers were like, this kid has ADD. We need to put him on Ritalin. He's rambunctious. He's hyperactive. My mom's like, he's just a boy. You know what I mean? And and my mom always kind of like encouraged me to be who I was, even though being who I was landed me in the principal's office once a week. And, and, and I think, you know, growing up, my dad always says it too. It's like, I've always kind of just had like a mischievous kind of nature in me. And I've just always enjoyed, you know, just pushing buttons, dude. Like that's just always been my thing. Stirring the pot, pushing buttons, just having, having a good time. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm that type of guy where it's like, I always like to crack jokes and, and, you know, I'm sarcastic and I have like that kind of a fun loving sense of humor. And, I've managed to take that in my normal life, make, create a platform for it, you know, on MTV and, you know, using the challenge. And now I've actually been able to take the platform that I made and, you know, um, take the next logical step in life, which is, uh, uh, at least for me, which is going on a show and hosting and, and, and just kind of carrying it on. You know, I feel like, I feel like with the challenges, I love the challenges and, and I always will. And they always, you know, will be a near and dear to me. But with the challenges, it's like I feel like I've accomplished pretty much everything that I can. I've, I've won the most shows. It's like now it's like what's the next step? And I feel like, you know, first look, hosting, um, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone on the challenge uh, is, is, is a pretty cool uh, stepping stone, you know? I thought it was so funny to hear you say that hosting was actually harder for you because when you're explaining it and when you're on like an ensemble cast – I think it is so hard to stand out yeah. among 30 people. Yeah. And to be able to do that, I feel like, was a huge like win for you. And like, I was going to say, everyone knows your face. Everyone knows you from those shows. So you really made a name for yourself. I can't imagine that it's hard for you to host a show. Yeah. It just seems like it would be so easy because you're so entertaining that you go on and you just be yourself. And, you know, it's, it the, comes naturally. The thing here's, – here's what I've had to – this is, this is the, the – the, the, uh, this is what I've had to uh, 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 struggle with in a way is I need I needed to take certain parts of Johnny Bananas from the challenge and from reality TV, but I needed to like almost in a way transform who I was now that I, that I'm hosting because, like I said, I mean for some of the for some of the segments, the guy I am on the challenge works mm-hmm. right. If I'm sumo wrestling or if I'm pole dancing or but but then but but there's also pieces like when we're in you know when we're in alaska and we're talking about the glaciers melting and we're talking about climate change and we're talking about the bear population diminishing and we're talking about the salmon you know the salmon runs being less and it's like these are like real issues to these people it's like it's like i have to then you have kind to be of in that moment shift gears yeah. and 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 bring a more serious side and a more serious side of myself to the screen especially because a lot of the clients that, that that pay for these episodes, these travel episodes, whether it's the tourism board or whether it's the independent clients, they want like a serious piece. They don't want, yeah. you know, some guy to come and, you know, well, make, they want to make, make a they want to make their area look fun and entertaining and exciting to go. Yeah. But they don't want you to be like, fuck you, CT, exactly. in the middle of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they want there to be like a serious, the clients want it to be like, and they even told me this before, they're like, you're, you know, we love the Johnny Bananas, but you're going to have to, you know, dial that back sometimes. So that's been more of the struggle because on the challenge, I've only known, I've only known one way to act. You know what I mean? Every time a camera comes on, mm-hmm. I, I know how to kind of snap into and 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 you know flip on the switch and I'm and I'm Johnny Bananas. Whereas with first look, it's like it's it's I've really had to you know 
I guess like like dial it back a little bit and be a little more serious and bring a more serious light to 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 the forefront, which is something I've never you know been able to do. I know how to go on TV and to be myself and to be larger than life and to be you know that guy and 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 argumentative and and, and pot stirring. That's not necessarily the guy though that you know I need to be on first look all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's not just finding out how to be that other person, but how to be comfortable in that position. I'm used to being like, all right, whatever I say, whatever I do could potentially be misconstrued, edited, misinterpreted to make me look like, you know, a villain or a complete piece of shit. First Look's not looking to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're looking to, 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 to edit me in my best light all the time. So it's okay for me to kind of like open up, be vulnerable uh, you know, and, and be a more true version of myself. And, you know, and, and it's just been able to, it's that it's a balancing act. And that's kind of the, the struggle. I have to ask you on what you just said. Did you see Bristol Palin and what she said about MTV? No. And how so, you know, she's on the she's new on Teen, Teen Mom. Mom. All right. Yeah. So she said that she is really just pissed off about the way that MTV is portraying her. Okay. She's like, I, I feel that there's inaccuracies, there's false narratives, that the way that they're editing is making me you know, look bad. What do you have to say about it? You've been on MTV. You know exactly what that feels like. Was she setting herself up for that by signing up to do an MTV show? Probably. Here's the thing is, I will always say this. When people are like, oh my God, they edited me to look somewhere that I wasn't. Listen, unless, they can't create footage. So so as long as you're saying things and you're acting a certain way, even if they edit it, to, you still said and did those things. I don't know exactly what she's referring to because I haven't seen it. But my thing is, listen, you know what you're signing up for. If you're signing up for a reality television show, what makes reality television sh- what makes reality television uh, successful? It's 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 drama. It's hooking up. It's friction. So they're gonna do. They're not gonna portray you like they're gonna find the way that they can to um, to 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 to, to uh, you know excite the most people or to create the most, you know, eyeballs on, on television. And if so, and that's not being a nice person. That's well, not being she, good. She was saying like, oh, I, I don't just sit around and talk about my baby daddy all the time. And they, she says that they edited the clips to make it look like that's all she did. You're on teen mom. Like that's <laughs> the point of you being there. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, like I haven't seen it. Um, I know in the past, <laughs> What what teen mom goes on there and actually like walks away and everyone's like wow she's a great mom she is a like well they adjust- want they want fighting yeah they want craziness yeah. they want they want to show the baby waking up yeah. in the middle of the night and you're yeah. pissed off mm-hmm. like that's the whole point of the show you don't go on Teen Mom to look like an angelic mother you go on Teen you Mom know, to show the struggles of life and how shitty your baby daddy yeah, is and they try and make it and and I think you know a lot of people are like oh my god they're encouraging they're encouraging you know these girls to to have babies young no they're not. Watch an episode of that, and you're like, I don't ever want to follow in their footsteps. You know what I mean? Like, struggle on a day. I mean, yeah. Okay, so if Bristol's sitting here, what would you tell her right now? What would your be your advice as an MTV guru slash veteran? Shut up. Like, honestly, Bristol, would you just stop whining? You are on an MTV show about kids that made bad decisions early on in life and are in dysfunctional relationships. There's no way to edit that in a positive way. Okay. There just isn't. Uh, have you ever watched teen mom before? There's not a whole lot of feel good stories coming out of there. If you wanted a feel good story, you should have went on oxygen or own 
or I don't know. But didn't she have? A, she had a reality show before, right? I mean, I'm gonna say that I don't, I don't know. this was probably her life's been a reality television show. Exactly. And I was just gonna say, like Bristol, come on, we 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 got enough. You know what? We got enough of this. Hearing your mom whining about you know the the the, the press and the publicity <laughs> that she got and how it wasn't accurate. Uh, you know, take it, forge a different path. Man. You knew you know what, what you mean? were getting into. Let's you, just be honest. You knew what you were doing. Okay. Now you can't turn around and be. And it's like you can't do so. You can't get yourself involved in, in in a show like this. Put yourself out there and then get upset when it's not. You're not being edited or portrayed the way that you want to be. That's what reality television is. Reality television is like the biggest misnomer ever because there's nothing real about it. Okay, what they do is they're going to take the topics, they're going to take the situations that create the most drama, the most friction, that are going to draw the most eyeballs there, and they're going to air that. Okay, they're not going to air you sitting in the corner reading your Bible and, uh, you know, I don't know, bottle feeding your child. It's going to be whatever else, the drama that revolves around your relationship. That's what people want to watch. So. At the end, well, at the end of the day, is do you feel like the person you're seeing on TV, is that really Bristol Palin? Dude, I don't know, man. I mean, I I don't like I said. I mean, possibly. I I always my thing is when I see people on reality TV, I always try to take what I see with a grain of salt because I know with me a lot of times the way that they're portraying me, um, isn't necessarily one hundred percent accurate. And I know if they're doing that to me, they're probably doing that to other people as well. But dude, even me as a viewer, and I know what goes on behind the scenes, and I know what happens in the editing floor. Even with me. I, you know, sometimes get caught up in it and I'm like, man, this, this person's a total asshole, you know, but again, sometimes negative publicity is better than, better than good publicity, you know? Johnny, I first got to know you on The Real World, was it season five, Key West? Is yeah. that which one you did? Yeah. How was the audition process for that? Like the casting process for when you got on The Real World? What, do you remember what you did? Yeah. And the interviews you did to get on the show? So my original... Me going on the real world was kind of a, a whim. Like I wasn't I, – I didn't grow up a fan of the real world like most people. Most people who were real world fans were diehard for like years. I was kind of a late bloomer. I didn't start watching the real world until my senior year of college. Um, and I actually started watching because I had a crush on this girl who always was watching. Every time I wanted to hang out, she's like, I can't tonight. I'm watching the real world. So I'm like, maybe I should start watching this show and you know get a feel for what this is all about. And I actually got hooked on it. I'm watching it. It was the real world Philadelphia. It was the first season I watched. And it was Landon and MJ hanging out, partying, hooking up, drinking, just having yeah. – and I'm like, wait a minute. These guys are like getting famous and notoriety for like doing what I do on a regular basis. I should send in an audition tape. So I rented a camera. This is back in – this is before – this is before the age of social media. This is before MySpace, dude. I think this predated MySpace. I think this was during the days of Instant Messenger, AIM, and Facebook, <laughs> when you had to be in college to have Facebook. Napster, uh, yeah. I forgot Napster, about that. You yeah. had to have a college yes. email yes. to get Facebook. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. I rented a camera from the audiovisual department, and I had my, my idiot buddy Elliot go out with Wait, me. Where did you go to college? Penn State. Okay. Uh... I wore his Scooby-Doo costume that he wore for Halloween that still smelled like beer. And we went out in uh, the middle of this of campus in the snow, and I caught a Frisbee in a Scooby-Doo costume. That was my intro. Uh, I sent it in, and I guess they enjoyed, you know. I, my, my thought process was this. is I was like, they're probably going to get so many audition tapes 
whether they like me or hate me, I want them to remember me. And I'm thinking, like, what can I do where the second they took put my audition video on, they're going to remember me? And I just figured me being in a Scooby-Doo costume was, you know, the, the most it's logical. It's funny. And now move. it's like every person uses that same logic when they show up on The Bachelor. Yeah. They show up in yeah. these ridiculous costumes. Really? That, it, that's what The Bachelor's about. It's yeah. like, how do you make that first impression yes. to the person that's standing there that you're going to be, you know, either trying to win over their affection or whatever? It was I, perfect. I just want to stand Only you were 20 years earlier. Yeah. I, I just want to stand out. And, that, and so I sent in that, that audition tape. Um, about two weeks later, I got this manila envelope with this like 40 page packet that I had to fill out. It was like a psychological profile. It was like, are you crazy? Check. Yeah. You're on the show. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Tell me about yeah. your childhood. Do you know your dad? You know, do you shove gummy bears up your ass? Like, I don't know, all these weird <laughs> questions. And then it was like, please tell me it was yes. Yeah, oh, dude. I was like, gummy worms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then it was like, draw a self-portrait of yourself. Like, it was very random. So I sent that in. And then about a week after that, they were like, hey, we want to do a call with you. But this was before, obviously, FaceTime. So what I had to do is I had to set up a camera recording myself and put them on speakerphone and basically talk to the camera. Then I had to take the cassette tape and send them the cassette tape, right? So it was oh, almost shit. like an on-camera interview. Yeah. Um, then they called me back and they're like, all right, we want you to go to the next round. Then I, I took a bus to Washington, D.C. and I did a in-person, my first in-person interview in D.C., and then two weeks later, they flew me to L.A. and they were like, dude, you're on the show. So it was wow, pretty crazy. It was the course of like – I mean it, it probably took place over the course of – so I, I sent in my audition tape in February and I was cast on the show in June. Um, and then we were on – and then we filmed Key West in August. And how so, did your life change after that? Buddy, it's – are you kidding me? It's, well, I mean just even from like the first episode airing. I'm not even talking about like – necessarily you knowing that you're going to have the challenges yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I'm just talking about right when that first episode aired, you going from yeah. Johnny to now you're kind of becoming a household name. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a really – seeing myself on TV for the first time was weird. Yeah. I, it was like watching – I remember watching the first episode of The Real World and me on it, and it felt like I was watching someone else. Like, have you ever watched baby videos of yourself? And you watch them and you think you're watching some other kid, and then you have to sit there and be like, wait a minute, that was me? Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of the same way, like, with the real world. Like, I'm watching this guy, and I'm like, dude, it was just – it was crazy to, like, make the connection that I was, like, watching myself, you know? And this was before – see, this was also – a lot of people don't understand. This was in the infancy of reality television. It was us and Survivor. We were the only games in town at this point. So reality television wasn't what it is now. It wasn't so oversaturated and watered down. Now everyone's a reality television star. Back then, it was like – there was, like, a handful of us, you know what I mean? There was a very, very, very few, you know – so it was – it was different than it is now because everyone's been on TV. Everyone's done this. They've done that. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that first episode and then, uh, you know, just getting recognized. I remember, like, I'd be at the grocery store and someone would be like, hey, are you Johnny Bananas? I'm like, this is fucking weird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who are you? They know everything about me. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are, you know? Um, and, yeah, and it's just uh, – and that's just how it's been. It's And it kind of – I mean, I, I'm used to it now, obviously, because it's been damn near – a decade and a half that I've been doing it, but um, yeah, and it, it just when I think things couldn't get wackier, and just when I think you know I'd, I'd kind of seen it all, um, you know, a, a, a new a new door opens, a new page gets turned, and and uh, and yeah, it just keeps on uh, the rabbit hole when, just keeps going deeper and deeper. When you did the real world, was it actually? And this doesn't sound really dumb question, but I'm very curious. Was it real? Like, do you feel like you're performing? Do you feel like no. other people? performing was it very real very, see and and that's why the real world is so real it used it was then it wasn't as widely like i said reality television 
Okay, when we went on the real world, there was no social media, right? The internet wasn't like what it is now. So you'd go on and, and, and the experience was a lot more authentic because people were going on because they just wanted to have this experience. Now it's like, I want followers. I want to be a rapper. I want to, you know, get my name out there. So they're doing it not necessarily for the experience. They're doing it for more like the exposure. And it didn't used to be like that. So my original season, it was... Dude, yeah, it was like you go on the cameras. There's this fourth wall where it's like you do not talk to the camera people. And it's just about you. It's just documenting you living your life. Um, and I think that's what that's what got lost, man. That's what's been lost, especially on the real world. And, and you know, to extend on the challenge as well is, is, is they've just made it so gimmicky now where they feel like they need to do so much more in order to make fans want to tune in. When it's like, dude, the original formula is is what made it so badass. You know what I mean? The simplicity of it and how and and how simple it used to be. Um, let's put seven, you know, twenty somethings who want to hang out and party and hook up, and you know they're good looking in a house together. Yeah, they're gonna fight, but it's like that's what people want. That's what people relate to. You know, that's what people can. Turn on and just kind of like veg out and just watch. Now it's like, oh, we got to have this one that's got this this issue, and these two have to have different political backgrounds. This person has to, you know, you know, be be a bigot or a racist. And it's like we don't need that, dude. Like, let's just get back to the times when it was like when it was simple. Everyone was relatable, and you know, and let's just and let's just have a good just time. Stock the fridge full of booze dude. and see what happens. Put a bunch of hot yeah, people they, in the house, yeah. And, and, do they stock the fridge with booze? I mean, is that how um, no, Well, they the, did in Vegas, didn't they? So by the, the time Vegas came around, they were doing it. They had Vegas a jar of condoms and booze. We were in Key West, Florida, dude. We were out in the. We were on an island. We were we were on the weird. I, I still to this day, I'm like of all the cities I could have got put in. They put me, they put me in a tourist destination in the dead of summer when only the locals are there um, in the worst hurricane season in recorded history. So, I mean, it, it couldn't have been, it, it couldn't have been a worse, worser case scenario. I mean, we're all 22 years old and we're in a town where the youngest person is 50. You know, and they're all like these dirty pirate hookers, and I'm just like, dude, come on, man. What, what, what's your what's your view of Jersey Shore? Because obviously they came around. It's the same concept, same format, and the thing exact just blew same. up. Well, uh, Jersey Shore, that was. I honestly feel like that was. I mean, they obviously caught lightning in a bottle with that, and I think it was just such a perfect storm of things that happened that just made that show. It almost the Jersey Shore was like it was like a phenomenon that was created by negative publicity, you know, mm-hmm. and that's and you know how it is. It's like when negative publicity gets out there, it's it, it, it's almost better than positive publicity makes people want to watch. Right. So I remember before it came out, we heard about this Jersey Shore and they're like, oh, it's basically like the real world with a bunch of Italian guys in on the Jersey Shore. I'm like, Were you like they left me out? Yeah. What the like, hell? Where the hell was that? <laughs> but they were like then like the 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 New Jersey Tourism Board. Was like hell no, we don't want him here. The anti or the the the, the Italian American Anti Defamation League was like, because they were gonna call it like Guido Island or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they were like this is offensive. And so before the show even came out, there everyone's was curious. All this press is like, what? what is, what's your show all about? You know, uh, I forgot. Well, some big brand, Burger King or Subway, is like we're pulling ads. So you're thinking like, dude, we're, like we're what's gonna so watch. Bad? Like this is gonna yeah. be bad. And then episode one, Snooki gets punched in the face off a bar stool, and you're like. All right, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> like, holy shit. Now we know. That punch in the face. Dude. Like, I bet she would take it again, honestly, just because of what it did to the show. Oh, my God. I mean, it, 
The I, thing is, the thing is, okay, so I grew up on Long Island. Right? Well, I didn't grow up there. I lived in Long Island for like six years, right? So I lived there when I was 16. So, and that was back in the day when like the Guido phenomenon was like huge. The plucked eyebrows, the blowouts, the, you know, the spiky hair, the Armani exchange, the so Pumas, the rolled up. Holly D, basically. Yeah, dude, basically. <laughs> so... When Jersey Shore came out, like, I'm like, all right, like, yeah, I knew guys like this. Like, it wasn't a big thing. But the rest of the country, like, they're watching the Jersey Shore and they're like, wait a minute. You're telling me, like, people like this actually exist. They, they, like, they talk like this. They act like this. This is, like, the only thing that's going on in their day-to-day life is, like, going to the gym, tanning, doing laundry, and smashing chicks. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's, like, you know, that, that, that's kind of the, 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 uh, the daily routine of these guys. That's still Adam's routine. Yeah, it's uh, listen. I'm doing that in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but for most people, like, like I, I think a lot of people watch the, the Jersey Shore as like they were shocked that it was like these human beings actually exist. You know what I mean? It was almost like it was almost like going to a zoo and looking at a, a, a an animal through like an yeah. in an enclosure. Like, holy shit, this is amazing. You know? Yeah. Um, it's probably my favorite show. By it way. is, dude. I it's, love it. it. It's 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 amazing that they that they and they can continue. That's what I think is a testament to, like, the Jersey Shore and the challenge in a way. It's, like, the fact that, you know, that they can continue season after season to, you know, continue to make good television and, 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 and put something out there that people actually want to watch. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this, Johnny. How, you have all the challenges you've done. Okay, after all the challenges you do, how much money have you made total from doing the challenges? Oh, dude, I mean, prize money. See, the thing is, that, and that's the thing is, is, is there's prize money, and then there's, and then there's, you know, what what you get, what you get paid to show up. And a lot of people are sitting here like, wait, oh. paid to get show up on the show or like appearances after the show? No, on the show. So I, so, so, so you get a stipend just for showing up, and it's, and, and, and there's a, you know, there's a tiered system, so it's based on. You know, appearances. How long you stay so, on and stuff? No, no. It's based on numbers of shows you've done. So I'm, mm. you know, on, you know. I'm, the top tier, basically. Yeah, basically. They're creating pace scales <laughs> because they're like, we don't have one because Johnny's just forging new paths here. Um, so, no, prize money, I mean, you know, well over half a mil. And then, you know, each season I'm, you know, obviously getting getting paid to show up. So, uh, it's a great gig, dude. I but mean, is it more lucrative that you can do like club appearances now? People... No, because the club. No, it's what's more lucrative now is what what you do on social media, because I can do I can make just as much money on 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 my merchandise on social media on dude cameo. I don't know if everyone. Dude, I mean, cameo is like sure, yeah. the greatest gig ever. Like you literally sit oh, there. My, explain to them what cameo is. It's, yeah, I've never even heard of it. I don't know what cameo, cameo is. is. Basically, personalized shout out. So people, people, if you go on cameo, you can look and and, and all these and celebrities have a profile, and they have a rate, and it's like you know whatever. Mine's a hundred bucks, so it's like for 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 a hundred bucks, you could get a thirty second video of me saying whatever the hell you want, dude. Really? Happy birthday, Merry Christmas. Some girl, like, you know, was like, t- you know, tell my boyfriend he's a piece of shit and I never want to, and I want to break it. Like, I've, like, broken up with people for them over Cameo. <laughs> um, you know, bought mitzvahs, uh, you name it, uh, you know, pregnancies, s- recovering from surgery, So whatever. you'll just log in, yeah. see what they want, well, record a video. It's an app. It pops up. I mean, watch. We could, we could do one right now. This is awesome. I literally have never heard of this. Adam, you had it's, seen this It's before? amazing. Right, I, I have. I know, like, uh, there's a lot of people in New York that actually do this. And I saw there's a person, girl with no job. She charges, I think, $50 to do. Uh, oh, shit. Julia much- Roberts is on here. Yeah, are you ready? <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> All right, this one. Look, this one's for, you You ready? This one's for, uh, this one's for, for Dominic. Dominic. Hold on. Let's see here. All right, this is Dominic. 
AKA little baby moron. You ready? And then it'll tell you what they want <laughs> so you to say. So does it actually, does the, so we'll the re- words show up y- on their no. video? This just tells you. So Dominic's a big fan. He loves the antics you bring and loves bringing your antics and chaos to our lives. Right after this video, he's going to open a banana shirt as a present. Wish him a very Merry Christmas on behalf of his moron parents, Alex and Sarah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, so he's going to record it. All Are right, you going to record it right now? Yeah, we're going to record it. Here we go. All right. Listen, Dominic, this is a very, very special shout out. From your boy, Banana Claus, on Christmas, Dax Holt. What's up? We are actually in the process of recording their podcast right now, so this is a very special uh, cameo we're getting. Now, your parents, Alex and Sarah, you know what? You need to listen to whatever they say for the rest of your life because they are hands down getting you the greatest birthday gift a kid could ever ask for. Other than me being gift-wrapped and placed under your tree, I think this is the next best thing, Okay. So I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Dominic. I love that you love my antics, okay? You got a great role model to take after. Maybe one day, God willing, if Alex and Sarah are lucky, you're going to grow up to be just like your your Uncle Bananas, okay? Um, And there's a very special present that you're about to open right after you see this video. So I want a picture so I can post it. And uh, appreciate the support, my friend. Live, love, and may your Merry Christmas be absolutely bananas. All right. That's awesome. We hit upload. <laughs> That's so cool. Then we hit upload, and now and look, he just made hundred bucks. Yeah, there we go. Oh that was the easiest hundred bucks ever. Oh Max, my god. Max, why can't you be famous, buddy? Ah, no kidding. God, oh how many god. followers That's do you have to get so to that cool. be able to do that? Damn it. That's uh, unreal. Yeah. So but you literally have, the, John. You have like the best. You have a great life. Like if someone was like, I'm going to pay you to travel around the world and have fun. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Just to hang out with them. Yeah. But Johnny, you, you were on this. Obviously, you've done a lot of challenges. You've done the real world. What's your advice to have sex on reality TV? <laughs> okay. You want to know? Here's, this, this is going to probably be exact, the exact opposite of what, you, of what you say, of what you think I'm going to say. Do it. Be as raunchy as you can because they can't show it. If you're under the covers, you take take the covers bro, off. Take the covers off full, and just go full for bore, it. Full bore. All right, full gas. You're just out, <laughs> just everything hanging out, porn style. They can't show that. They can't. They can't even blur that. But isn't that weird to think that you're having sex and people are watching you? I mean, here's the deal. Would you rather have a few weirdos in the production office watching you, or would you have all of America watching you? Still, it's kind of weird because you uh, know there's someone like there is. Dude, Johnny's getting on. Get dude, in here, everyone. No, when you if, the, okay on the challenge, there's a they call it video village, right? Yeah. And it's a wall the size of this wall, and there's probably seventy television screens on it with live feeds of every camera in the house. Like three, four in the morning. They've got like some just like local or someone just kind of sitting there chilling, like watching it. So they've probably gotten a they've probably gotten a good show. My only point though is, you know, would you rather have this one random dude in wherever Namibia, Africa, watching you, or would you rather have <laughs> all of America, your mom, <laughs> no, your I grandmother, mean, I get it, but your it's... future wife? Like, I mean, there, and there's. You couldn't go to the shower or something? You can. No, the shower's cool, but they can come in there. If they know, I mean, oh, they'll that's just why bring they the have, cameras in. They have the glass ah. fogged out. So, so you're basically screwed, no matter what. You just have to do it. I mean, yeah. Just you, go you, to town. You just have to. Or not. Like, because I'm like a 36 year old adult, so I don't do that anymore. I left. You ever <laughs> run into that, that video library and just say, hey, guys, can you cut that out, like, right away? Like, hey, don't show that? Or do you. No, because then they'll highlight it, won't they? Yeah, if you're you not go allowed. in there and say no. They're going to yeah, be like, yeah, you're not allowed in there, dude. It's, they got that under lock and key. Very closely guarded. Very so, close. 
closely guarded area. It's like Fort Knox of the challenge. So I, I got to imagine that there are a lot of celebrities that have come up to you over the years and been like, dude, I fucking love you on yeah. the challenge. Yeah. What was probably the biggest name celebrity? Will that- Ferrell. Really? Will no Fer- way. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, when we were in, it was when we first got off, it was when we first got off of, uh, it was when we first got off of, uh, actually there's been a few. When we first got off Real World Key West, me and Svetlana were at a club in Miami. Will Ferrell was at the booth, like, right next to us, and we were partying. He goes, Johnny Bananas and Svetlana, I love you guys. And we're like, what the <laughs> fuck? That's Will Ferrell. <laughs> uh, a few years ago, at um, after the VMAs, we were at the Colony. It was the after party. Um, I don't even know if that's still around, the Colony. Uh, it was a club in know. L.A. And uh, we all had our booths. MTV got us all our tables, whatever. So I was at a table with whoever my people were. Uh, from the challenge and some guy comes up to me and he goes hey man I got a, uh, some friends that want to meet you and I'm like oh fuck you're like a hundred bucks please yeah it's gonna, <laughs> I'm like thinking it's gonna be like some you know I don't know random people who are just gonna talk my ear off I go over it's Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill wow and wow. they were like man this is after I think it was after X's 2 when we just had this incredible we just I just we just won this really incredibly hard final and Seth Rogen's sitting there, just as goofy as he is in person, as he is, you know, on TV, that laugh. And then, uh, and, 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 and Jonah's like, man, you know, I just started watching the challenge. He goes, I love it. You're the man. He goes, you know, I had my assistant get me the last 12 seasons of the show. And I'm sitting there looking at these guys, and I'm just like, is this really happening right now? Like, you guys are, like, sitting here, like, watching me on, on the challenge. So that, was, that was pretty dope, dude. That was a pretty cool experience. I mean, those are some pretty big names right there, especially names that I wouldn't think you would have Michael said. Michael Strahan? Really? But he refused to take a picture with me. Why? No way. He what goes, he's like, like, I'm again. a big fan, but like, I, I so can't take it a was, photo? No, I actually saw him. I was like, I saw him at a club in New York called Butter. This is, again, this is years ago. I remember Butter, Monday Night Butter. Was yep. that Monday night? Yep. Yeah, and, the Monday Night Party was epic, yeah. Yeah, I walk in, and I see Michael Strahan. I'm like, yo, Michael. I was like, yo, let me get a picture, bro. He goes, oh, no, no. I'm not, I ain't taking a picture with you, Johnny Bananas. So that was pretty cool. Why? I don't know why. He's taking pictures with everyone. Yeah. Why would it matter? I don't know. You weren't. Yeah. Ruining his street cred. Exactly. I mean, what the hell? I guess I was. <laughs> guess so. Who was your over the challenges? Who was your best friend on the challenge, and who was the guy you just don't like? Is there one like who's the guys you really connect with? And there's some people they always put you against. Uh, you know that you just you'll never get along with. You're not close. Is it like a Wes? Um, Is it? Here's the deal. Uh, okay, starting back. I mean, friends. I mean, there, there, there's. I have very, very, very few guys on the challenge and girls that I consider like that 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 I'm super tight with. But obviously, like still, still on. You know, I'm really tight. Leroy's my guy, dude. I mean, me and you know, Leroy and, and me are. You know, I always say we're more than friends, less than lovers. Um, <laughs> it's about as close as you can get. Uh, guys that you know, but then there's like you know the Kennys, the Evans, the Mark Longs, Derek. Basically, all the old school guys, dude. You know, all the guys that kind of. Um, that kind of came up with me. We, uh, you know, th- th- there's just a different respect there because it's like, it's almost like they were like, you know, we, we were the ones that, 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 that forged the trail for everything that's, that's taken place today. Guys that I dislike, listen, me and Wes have always had a, a, a back and forth, but it's almost been more for, for, for television, you know, I mean, outside of the show. He's not a guy I'm going to hang out with or, 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 you know, call on his birthday, but it's like, I don't have a problem with him. And Wes is cool. And, and, and again, Wes has brought, he, he's, he's, he brings something to the show. He's, he's, a you know, a unique individual. The guy plays the game. Um, he has his own very scumbag strategic way of playing, but, but he does his own thing. You know, a lot of the guys I can't stand are, uh, you know, a lot of these, th- these new guys that have accomplished literally nothing and expect to, you know, 
uh, get all this notoriety. And it's like, dude, you need to win a challenge. You need to be, be before you start, you know, uh, carving your face on, on Mount Rushmore. Like you really need to, to actually accomplish something on the show first. There's just a different, the guys that are on now are just cut from a different cloth, man. And there's, there's just a sense of entitlement that wasn't there years ago. And they just want, you know, instant gratification. And again, it's like, they're there for fame. They're there for followers They're there for that sort of thing. And it's just not, they're there for the wrong reasons, man. So my, my biggest beef with the show is like they bring on like obviously they don't do the real world's coming back on Facebook yeah on which I want to get into that with you but I I, I don't I can't really relate to the people on the show are you the one that they've been bringing up no. like all these dating shows no. on TV these no. people on and to me I don't get it I, like I don't I have no these people sucked I don't they don't even have a lot of followers no. I it's just I put them on Here, here's 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 I'll just really break it down for why it's such an issue and why it is the way that it is. The real world, which isn't around anymore, unfortunately, but it's coming back and road rules. I explained to you earlier what the casting process was. It was gnarly, dude. I mean, I was one of 200,000 people that applied for that season. One of 200,000. So I was one of seven of 200,000 that was cast for that season. So you got to realize, dude. The, the, it's a. It was a very, very, very intense, rigorous casting process, and only I feel like the best of that those two hundred thousand rose to the top. So now the casting process now isn't like that. Now it's like, are you attractive? Do you want to hook up? Do, are you okay with making horrible decisions on television? Not. Do you have a, a sense of humor? Are you are you charismatic? Are you intelligent? Dude, they, it, they, that's been thrown out the window. You know, I think back in the day, it was like the cast members that got on the real world had – there was layers. You know what I mean? There was – there was they were multidimensional people. Now, they just cast one-dimensional people on these shows, you know, and that's all that they're, that they're good for is hooking up and being – I don't even want to say attractive because most of them aren't even attractive. It's just will you go on TV, get drunk, and make bad decisions? Are you emotionally unstable? Good. You're cast. And – for the challenge that that maybe satisfies, you know, a, a, a small portion of the show, but they are, they they're not they don't give good sound bites. They don't give good. Uh, they're not good at the game. They don't know how to strategize. They don't know how to manipulate. They don't know how to narrate. Um, and that's why it's like these people just are never going to catch on, dude. And they're just not ever going to ha- develop any sort of a following. They're never going to do anything for the show. I mean. Th- th- what they're trying to do these days is they're trying to keep enough of the old school cast members around to, to keep the loyal fan base there in hopes that they'll now start liking all these new kids from all these shows. Are you the one? Big Brother, all, you know, uh, X on the Beach, all these shows, and it's just and it's just not going to happen. Hey! Oh my God! Uh, this is a this is a big meeting right wow. here. Two MTV legends How are you, man? meeting. Yeah. Dr. Drew, Johnny Bananas, Johnny Bananas, Dr. Drew. Been a huge fan for Thank many you. years. Thank you. Very kind. I, I'm so MTV sorry. MTV royalty to just walked in. And I'm getting I'm cra- I'm being just I'm crushed on time right now. No, I'm no, so no. Sorry. I, I just wanted to introduce you to because you guys have I feel like know who each other are, but never officially. I know met. It's, it's and all, so it's, this is a big deal. Once again, Dax, you're the matchmaker. Way to go, <laughs> yes. man! Just making making <laughs> stuff happen. Old fiddler on the roof over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like he was like Drew's over here. I'm like yeah, Drew's in the building, man. You're some, have I to barely meet was. It's been a rough day with patients, so I'm like an hour, literally right an hour behind. Literally. Well, I'm not going to so, keep you. I just honestly wanted me. you to meet so, Johnny. Um, Johnny, really a pleasure, man. It's uh, you doing something on Instagram? Yes, yes. Let's do a selfie. Here we go. <laughs> we have so, to do the selfie. So uh, it, it burns when I pee. So and, and I figured this is the right guy to consult. Why is that? 
This is you normally call me on the phone. You don't necessarily do it on Instagram. I mean, the last ten times you called with this problem, I told you, I told you it'll happen again. Stop putting my right? wiener in an electrical I'm socket. Just saying. It. <laughs> it's good meeting you. Thank you, Drew. Have a good one. That's so great. That'll be up on Instagram for sure. Keep an eye out for it. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, I don't amazing. even know where we were, but that was fun. Um, yeah, that, dude, my. My mind just, my, my brain just got scrambled. Dr. Drew just walked in and totally just yeah, that, that was Dr. threw Drew us for a loop. Oh, you know what That's I wanted so cool. to ask you about? A long time ago, you had a lawsuit with Entourage. Yes. For the Johnny Bananas name. They had yes. a character named Johnny Bananas. Yeah. They were using the, what ended up happening with that? All right. So, uh, for those of you that, that aren't familiar with, um, it's actually, uh, if you're in law school now, it's actually one of the, the case studies that they make everyone study because it was such a huge uh, a, a lawsuit when I filed it against HBO. Um, none of that's true, but it should have been. <laughs> uh, the sh- when Entourage was out, um, they s- Johnny Drama, they started, they created a character named Johnny Bananas. They literally started calling him, it was this, this monkey character, and they started calling him Johnny Bananas. And I had a friend who was in law school at the time, Leonard, who hit me up. He goes, listen, dude, uh, we're studying defamation right now. Um, you have a case against, against, um, Entourage. They're literally using your name. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I have a lawyer I could put you in touch with. She does, uh, um, she does defamation. She just defended Lindsay Lohan in her case against, uh, E-Trade. And if, if she can win a case for Lindsay Lohan, she can win anything. Yeah. So she was like, I'll put you in touch, whatever. So I contact this attorney. She did some research. She goes, yeah, you most certainly have a case. She goes, I'll follow paperwork now. Uh, we filed in New York, which I didn't realize this, but in hindsight, we should have filed in L.A. because L.A. is much more uh, uh, sympathetic towards people in the entertainment industry, mm. whereas New York isn't so much. And HBO is based in New York, and that's kind of who the you know lawsuit was against. Uh, and, yeah, we basically filed a defamation suit, and we filed a 30-page you know uh, claim. Mm-hmm. HBO responds with a 500-page counter-argument, not oh once God. arguing about the name, not not once saying we have the right to use the name. It was they only argued statute of limitations. And in New York, the statute of limitations on defamation is 12 months. So we argued, hey, the defamation clock on the 12 months should have started the last time the Johnny Bananas name was used, not the first time. HBO argued the exact opposite because – if it was the first time it was used, then the, the defamation or the uh, statute of limitations would have expired. And the judge sided with them. And I lost the case because statute of limitations had expired a month earlier than we had filed the case. Uh. So, def- so statute of limitations was 12 months, and we filed it 13 months after. So, uh, yes, we lost that. But it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I think that was the first time. I contacted you about that. Remember? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Now, Adam, have I ever told you how like I originally met him? We used to work at the was same gym. Home? Yeah. Was it yeah. the same gym or Home Depot? Yeah, we, we used to work at the same, same gym Gloria together. Yeah. It was okay. this like small little private Fitness gym. And what was that? Brea. Like in Brea? Yeah. And uh, I remember working out in there and I'm looking at him like, why does that guy look so damn familiar? And I'm like, it can't be him. There's yeah. no way that Johnny yeah. Bananas works out of this small little tiny gym. Yeah. And I remember like asking my trainer and he's like, oh, I think it's him. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And it took me a while. I think, did I reach out to you on Twitter? I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that you? <laughs> well, someone else, because one of the trainers there, Tim, was telling me, he goes, oh, yeah, man. 
so you, you're here, that guy Dax from TMZ. I'm like, wait, Dax works out? I, I did the same thing. I was like, really? And then I remember you were on, you, when you used to be on TMZ, you were on once. And I was like, well, we're kind of still at the same gym. <laughs> you're on TV and I'm kind of hanging out here doing <laughs> curls. Well, who else? Who, let me ask you this, Johnny. From, have you ever seen anybody, does anybody else go to your gym now? Have you seen any other celebrities? or Not, not, not at the gym here. The gym I work out at in New York, there's, there's a ton. Uh, uh, Peter Dinklage works out. Uh, works out at the Equinox that I go to. He Which Equinox do you go to? Uh, it's on 10th, uh, 10th Ave in Chelsea. Okay. Right by the Chelsea. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, right behind Chelsea Market. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah right by Chelsea Market. Yeah, he rolls in on his, uh, on his Razor scooter. Yeah. Uh, Peter, um, Lannister. Ty- what is it, Tyron Lannister? Yeah. Yeah, he comes in, dude. He, he like, has a hood on, his little hoodie, dude, and he does, like, little cute little tricep pushdowns. <laughs> I'm like picturing it, and I, I I've got funny. to imagine it's a lot of people are staring. Hilarious, dude. Because I see first... Andy Cohen at the gym. I've seen Andy Cohen a lot at the gym. He really? has a trainer, and it's but it's like it's all gay guys. So, but I, Andy's a regular there, so no one. So like, you fit oh, right guys, in. Andy Cohen. I blend in. I'm like camouflage. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't even stand out. He Adam, Adam does guy. that. Adam does that 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 exercise that girls always do, where with the the, uh, leg, the leg spread. No, the, the leg, leg spread. Squeezing. No, the butt. The, the kickbacks. <laughs> the, the the donkey kicks, where you're on your hands and knees and you just push one foot back up in the air to work out your butt cheeks. I actually, dude, I saw The Rock at the Equinox in this city. I worked out next to him, and I was wearing a Rock shirt. Oh god, I was wearing a Rock shirt. And I'm sweating really bad. I, I, so the Rock is working out next to me. He's got two. Tra- he's got two bodyguards with him, following him as he works out. And I'm wearing what? one of Why does he need a bodyguard? Is it just so people don't bother him? Probably. I, I think so. Nobody bothers him. You know and what the other trick guy, is? Just put on headphones. People don't bother you and put your headphones well, on. Well, it's funny. One guy took a photo and kind of like tried to sneakily took a photo of the Rock while he's working out. The bodyguard went over to the the guy and said, "Hey, delete the photo." I don't think that's le- you can't. You can't take a photo in gym. We learned that lesson from that one chick. But you that, also, like, I thought you also couldn't tell someone. You can't tell someone to delete a picture, can you? I th- in public, I, I think you can ask them politely. I don't but think you, you don't can have tell to. them. Yeah. yeah, they don't have to. Yeah. you're not the cops, and yeah, dude, and you and you're in public. It's not like you're. If, I mean, yeah. what are you gonna do? Beat them up anyway? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't do anything if the person took the photo. They took the photo. Yeah, Quentin Rampage tried to beat my friend up for trying to videotape. He's like, delete that. I'm like, bro, you didn't have to delete that. Plus, if you would got punched by him, you probably could have won some money, dude. Like, should have kept it. I well, had Suge Knight punch- corner me over some video. Really? Yeah. No okay, way. see, Wait, I would delete it. Yeah, Suge Knight, that's definitely Shug, well, I Well, this is back at the beginning of, like, TMZ back in the day. And I was covering his court case. He was a, ba- a bankruptcy court case. Wow. Where he lost – I didn't know because I was outside just waiting to talk to him about it. He comes out, apparently had lost $100 million in the court case. Wow. So he walks out not in a good not mood. Not in a good mood. I'm like, hey, how are you, bud? Hey, Shug, what do you got to say? And he was pissed. Wow. And he, like, walked off and he's like, we're not fucking talking. I'm like, okay. So I go up and I notice that he, him and his guys are kind of behind me. I'm like, oh, maybe they want to talk now. Yeah. They cornered me in a fucking alleyway, started pushing me around. No fucking way. uh, There's like a button, a record button on the top of the camera. So I push it because I'm like, if I'm going to get my ass beat, I might as well have some proof of it. Yeah. And at one point, Suge looks down, sees the light on, and he's like, he's like, he backed up. He's like, pulls up his phone to his ear, and he's like, hey, mom, yeah, I'll be at church on Sunday. Turns around, and they walked off. No way. Yeah. Wow, dude. It was fucking scary, though. That that guy's a, he's a, I mean, he's a killer. Yeah. Yeah. From, from what so I, from on that what note, let's end this chat because uh, <laughs> yeah. we got to get going. But uh, Johnny. Wait, 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 oh, okay. No, when I said the killer, I thought he actually was a part of the band, the killers. That's what I, I, I'm, I'm such a real – seriously, I, first of all, I appreciate you so much for coming on the Hollywood Pipeline, cast, uh, Hollywood Pipeline podcast. 
me and Dax are. Uh, we're just big fans of you personally. We're big fans of the stuff you've done. Obviously, you got some really cool things going on with First Look. What is next for Johnny? Like, you know, because like I figure of all the people that have done the real world, you have one of the most successful people have done it. I mean, you got to think of the people who've done the show that have bun- that have been successful. Mike the Miz, you. Like, Kit, you know, Kit from uh, Access Hollywood, Kit, she's doing pretty damn good. Uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Chung, mm-hmm. Jamie Chung, dude, Jamie Chung, um, yeah, uh, she Sean won, Duffy. she won like a, uh, uh, an award, dude. She won a pretty, pretty fancy award. Um, Sean yeah. Duffy, he's a Sean know, Duffy's a congressman, now. Congressman Sean Duffy. Yeah, I mean, um, listen, man, I am so, dude, I, I, I am so supportive of anyone uh, from from the real world who's able to. And from the challenge, who's able to use that platform in order to put themselves out there uh, and, and, and you know, use it as a launch pad. Mine's been a little bit different. A lot of the other guys, it's like they were on for a little bit and then they kind of took a different route. With me, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay on the challenge as long as I possibly can and eventually, hopefully, something will happen. And sure enough, I mean, a lot of other guys... Uh, took time off, started families, got real jobs, then came back to the show. I'm the mainstay. I'm the guy that, and I hear this all the time, like I took the challenge through the dark ages. There was a few seasons going back a, a, a ways where without my antics, I don't know if the challenge would have ha, have, have survived. You know what I mean? I and, agree. And uh, so, but yeah, I mean, what's next? I mean, dude, I, this first, first look's got me so busy right now, dude, and, and I'm doing so much. I mean, we're... We're about halfway through. Uh, we're about fourteen episodes through a twenty-eight episode season, and I mean, dude, this show really. Um, when I first got hired, they were like, you know, just so you know, it's going to take a lot of stamina. Uh, it's a very aggressive schedule to take a lot of stamina. I'm like, dude, I'm good. You're like, you should see what I do, and they weren't kidding, man. Like, I've been pushed, uh, pretty pretty damn hard, dude, to my limits as far as uh, as what I'm capable of doing, but. Uh, I feel like the, the you know the product that's come out on the other end has been incredible. Um, you know, uh, you know the adventures that we have coming up are absolutely amazing. And uh, you know, I look at I look at my schedule and it's like I see all these all these things we're gonna do and all these crazy you know experiences I'm about to have and it's it, it, it's cool, man. So for now, I just love doing what I'm doing. And I'm uh, my next my next logical step is to um, follow in Anthony Bourdain's footsteps and and be the next uh, be the next Anthony Bourdain, man. That's my that's my goal. Love it. Well, thank you yeah. very, very much for coming in. It's great seeing you. It was a fun chat. I love hearing what you have to say just about yeah. the behind the scenes of the MTV world. It's yeah. just really fun. So, Likewise. Thank you, Johnny. You can find him all over social media. You're on Instagram. Is it just Johnny Bananas? Johnny Bananas. No, it's real Johnny Bananas on Instagram. Uh, it's Johnny Bananas on Twitter. Um, again, uh, follow First Look. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's an absolutely incredible show. You're gonna you're gonna. What's cool about first look is you'll see the Johnny Bananas you know from the challenge with uh, you know maybe a little a, a touch of adultness there too. So. <laughs> but don't expect too much adultness. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm, I grow. I, listen, I grow old, but I'm not ever gonna grow up. Uh, so uh, we will be back next week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow all that stuff to the Hollywood Pipeline podcast. Find Adam on social media at Adam Glenn. And I am Dax Holt, so uh, thank you guys very much. Later. Later. Later, later, later.